This is Media Mommy. Today we are talking about Black Maternal Health Week. And I have a guest here today to tell us a little bit about their perspective on just the experience of being a mom and a Black mom at that. So introduce yourself really quick. Hi, I am Dr. Candace Kennedy, and I am actually a chiropractor out of Houston, Texas. So, I mean, I don't want to just jump into it, but tell me about your experience and what kind of opened your eyes to realizing that there was something that needed more attention and and there needed to be a light shined on this. Right. So, um, obviously, I have a lot of time to reflect uh, recently with everything that's been going on. I do have a couple of friends that are pregnant right now, and as you know, a lot of moms have been forced to... Uh, potentially give birth alone without their partner um, due to COVID-19. And I can only, you know, just imagine what those moms are going through, what they're feeling right now, especially if they're first-time mothers. Um, Not only to mention just the lack of um, information that we're given. So I think about my my friends who have been put in this situation and we as black women don't already receive enough information about pregnancy or a lot of the procedures that take place in the hospital or um, at the midwife office or, or wherever it is, we don't receive enough information about the actual process of birth or what to expect. We're not educated enough on those issues. And so with that, um, just thinking about a mother who has to give birth during this time and with the lack of information that's already given, think about the potential of the harm that can be done to the mother and not only the mother, but the baby. Um, our black mothers are dying at an alarming rate. We are three to four times more likely to experience death due to a pregnancy related issue. Um, and it's really sad. We really need to, bridge the gap and and to what it seems like a a major issue in our healthcare system. So what do you think the underlying issue is? Because if we look back at history and we look across the board, it almost seems it does not matter about your status when it comes to education and when it comes to success in life. You look at Serena Williams. She had a, an experience that she's been very vocal about and you know, she explains that she could have lost her life. And right. I, th- I think that a lot of those real life experiences and more people coming forward is just shining a light. And I think that possibly is what it's going to take for people to take it as serious as it needs to be taken. Right. I definitely agree. I'm really glad that you brought up um, Serena because... According to a lot of the research, they do feel that it's only the black women who fall below the poverty line or they don't have resources or access to resources readily, Um, but it really has nothing to do with that. I've seen stories all across different um, statuses, social statuses, um, financial statuses uh, of women who vary in culture and they still like you said serena williams they still fall short in the medical system um i know if you if you're not familiar with serena's story it was that um she was experiencing um shortness of breath um not too long after she gave birth to her baby girl um and her doctor for whatever reason 
seemed to have brushed it off or didn't take the matter as serious as what, you know, she she had made it out to be for whatever reason. And it ended up being a very serious complication after having a C-section. And if it had not been for her, you know, being adamant about pushing the issue of having the doctor really listen to her, then who, who knows what the outcome could have been. She possibly could have lost her life. So these are issues that um, we definitely need to bring up. And like you said, it's really important for a lot of moms out there to really come forth on their story. You may feel like you're embarrassed to go or, or tell your story because, you know, you don't want people to know your personal issues or you don't want to be that transparent. But one thing that I've learned is that being open about issues like this may help somebody else. And not only help somebody else, that may actually save your life. And then you realize you're not alone. You're looking at Serena Williams. This is one of the most talented women, uh, I would say, in history on earth here. Uh, she's very athletic, very healthy, and she knew something was wrong. And I think as women, we have to trust our bodies and we have to know, hey, something feels off. Say something and make sure that they're listening to you. Um, going through that experience and hearing about that type of experience, it's a little different. Um, until I experienced my own pregnancy, I don't think that I realized how it feels to maybe have an intuition or feel a certain way and be concerned about people actually listening to you and feeling as concerned as you are <laughs> right, about exactly. something that's, that's so important to you really important when searching for a provider i know a lot of us get stuck into going to the provider that only the insurance is able to cover but i really do urge a lot of the women to get out there and just really research what you want as far as your 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 birth story of your birthing plan what do you want and i i promise the god that you will be able to find it you will find someone that's out there that's willing to listen to you um as we know i didn't go as traditional route as what a lot of women consider traditional here in America, I decided to birth with a midwife. And the reason being was because I did go to the OBGYN and I just felt like I was not heard. Um, I told him what my plans were, how I wanted to give birth, and he told me that it was unrealistic. So with that, um, and just so that we're open about what, what we were talking about, I, I did want to make sure that I gave birth natural. And with that, he was not as open to hearing that as, you know, what his direct plan was. So um, I definitely had to change providers. And I think that that is important, too, knowing that you do have the choice to change providers. You are not stuck. And you know what? You bring up a good point also. When it comes to giving birth, a lot of people, especially if you are on government assistance um, when you're giving birth, a lot of people don't realize that you do have access to midwives. And that's not something Absolutely. that's put out there, but that is an option. And it's usually covered. So I think just knowing that the resources are out there for you and looking into them can really change um, turn the tide on this thing. Right. You sent me the article that black women, black mothers are 243% more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth related causes. And just, wow. Um, right. And that, you have to just really just sit back and think, why is that? Why, what, what is the big gap? You know, is it the communication? Um, 
what is it? So, I mean, we really just really need to assess the problem. And the article that you sent me, it was talking about a woman who passed away, um, childbirth related. However, she was very educated, very intelligent. So it wasn't, it wasn't that she was a black woman who was not well-versed. And if you look at it, it, it doesn't, it almost seems it doesn't matter your background. Exactly. Exactly. How did you learn about Black Maternal Health Week in the first place? Because that's something a lot of people may not have heard about until uh, you reached out to me and you told me about it. So I have to be honest, I did not know about that week. But I think it's something that more people need to know about and more people need to talk about. Exactly. So I actually discovered Black Maternal Health Week last year. This is actually their third year that they're able to do it. So it is a brand new um, movement. And um, Black Mamas Matter is a brand new organization that's really geared toward the issues that we're talking about today. Um, During the time I was expecting, and I just wanted to kind of reach out and, and figure out, you know, what what pregnancy was all about. As a first-time mom, you know, you, you go through that phase where you start to research everything because you just don't know. Um, a lot of our, our mothers were, you know, they just did what their mothers did. So I wanted something a little different. So when I started researching about how I wanted to give birth to my daughter, I ran across this and I thought it was a great opportunity to use, you know, our platform to just be able to speak about these issues. Um, It's really important. It even goes into um, postpartum care. A lot of the times women may just believe that after they give birth to the babies and that's it, they no longer have access to their provider. And that is one of the issues that um, needs to be brought up to the light as well. Um, A lot of more than half of these deaths that occur actually happen in the postpartum stage. So um, whether it's um, uh, wound care for for C-sections or even just mental care, you have no clue how much your hormones and everything is out uh, out of loop when you give birth. And so you really need to be able to reach out to someone and talk to a provider about the things that you may be experiencing. No, that's a really good point. And um, you kind of talked about your birth experience, but did you end up getting the exact experience that you wanted or just kind of tell me how it varied from what you thought it would be and how it turned out? I like that question because um, I I, I did want to go the natural route. I did want to birth with a midwife. Um, They did give us an option to either birth at home or at the birthing center. We chose to do the birthing center. Towards the end of my pregnancy, I did start to have a lot of complications just because I was under a lot of stress. And then, you know, towards the end of your third trimester, you're pretty miserable anyway. So um, I, I started to have complications in which my platelets had begun to drop at a rather alarming rate. So one thing that I valued about the way that I decided to give birth was that I knew that there was a backup plan. 100% of the time. I knew that if I was not able to give birth at the birthing center, then they had a plan ready to go that I would, you know, give birth in the hospital. And I can honestly say that down to like two days before, we actually thought that I was going to have to give birth in a hospital. Here I was unprepared with anything as far as insurance and ID because I literally in my head, I did not plan to go that route. 
But um, by the grace of God, I did end up getting my platelets up just in time for my I, to go into natural labor. I was able to go into labor, which I ended up staying in labor for 23 hours. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, once again, no drugs, no epidural, nothing, just all straight natural. Um, I, I, I would say that I was rather prepared because we did take a lot of the birthing boot camp classes, which I do highly recommend, just so that you know you can educate yourself on what stages your body is going to go through. Because I did that and because I was prepared in that sense, I literally knew every stage that my body was going through. And as well as it also gave my partner's support. So my husband was able to kind of identify cues of my body and what I was going through. And he knew it. If he, if, if I said a certain word, then he knew that it was to do whatever, do X, Y, and Z. So I, I really do appreciate the method that we went because I was listened to every step of the way. Um, we had so many prenatal visits that I felt like they missed nothing. I got all the traditional lab work done. Um, if there were any, if there were level that ended up low then she gave me natural remedies to uh get them up so um and even when i talk about the postpartum care i really valued how they did it um i was released out of the birthing center about four hours after giving birth that was a little different but afterwards they came and they checked on me at the house so a lot of women don't even get postnatal care, but here we are, like, we had our provider come to the house, she came and checked on the baby, she came and checked on us, like, you know, checked our levels, checked, checked the baby's vitals and everything, and it was just a very comfortable situation. And Kylan is here, and she is happy and healthy. And very healthy. Chunky <laughs> <laughs> so- healthy. <laughs> So a little bit about my um, birth story is a little different from Candace, but I had a C-section, so um, recovery was a little different. And being in Memphis for the first month before moving to Indianapolis, that was tough because you can't drive after a C-section. Um, all your muscles and the tissue and everything is healing. So you have to go back in for appointments to check on that. So you know, the postpartum care is very important because that's surgery. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is considered a major abdominal surgery. You are correct. And that is a major change that your body goes through. And then after that, um, and I kind of mentioned this to you, Candice, but my blood pressure went up the day that, um, you know, Riley was set to arrive. My blood pressure shot up and stayed up. It stayed that way for about a month after her birth. And we still never figured out what caused it. But my doctor kept a really close eye on it. And his nurses would call and check on me. I went to the hospital a few times for that. Um, I was put on medication um, short term just to get it back regulated. But I appreciated that they didn't just kind of brush it off and say, well, oh, it'll go away. There's no big deal. They really took it. They took it very serious, and I think that that was very... It it made me feel comforted that they took what I was going through as serious as they did because it was very serious to us, you know, Randall and I and our family. (laughs) But I think as mothers, you have to make sure that you make sure your voice is heard, but you're also your providers, the people that um, you're in their care that they're taking everything into consideration just as you would. 
Exactly. So. And that that is the underlying point, just making sure that mother and baby are healthy and that there is a full line of communication between mother, partner, and the provider. And like Candace said, these partners are amazing. I would be lost without my husband. <laughs> I am very grateful for Randall. Like, he has... He has been here every step of the way. So just yeah. shout out to them real quick. Well, thank you so much for talking to us and having this discussion. I think that it is a very much needed discussion and hopefully more people will seek to get educated and um, realize that there are resources out there and that we can we can hopefully scale back that number, that percentage um, and keep it from being as high as it is and just get into the root of that issue. But... Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Media Mommy. Until next time. Then get back.